You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Hello and welcome to Out of Office. I'm your host, Malika Kapoor. Today, we're getting insight into what it's like to lead a startup going through explosive growth in an industry that effectively didn't exist before the pandemic. Khan Sumar, the CEO of rapid food delivery service Gorillas, sat down with me to talk about the wild ride he's had. Last two years was the most rewarding years of my life, I would say, uh, personally. His company's mind-boggling global expansion made it Europe's fastest-growing unicorn to date. If you look at where Gorillas today, like compared to two years, two years ago, two years ago, my home, it was winter again, and the balcony of my place was our fridge because it was cold and we didn't have money to buy the fridge. And with the wild ride has come a lot of press, some good, some less so. You can beat me, uh, you can win against me, it's okay, like I don't lose because I learn from it and I keep on moving forward, this is who I am. And he did not hold back in our interview, so here's our conversation. Khan, welcome to Out of Office. Thanks for having me, Malika. Khan, I want to begin by addressing the situation in Ukraine. I looked at your LinkedIn page and I see that you are sending um, groceries and your trucks are trying to help out on the Ukrainian border. Can you tell me a little bit about that? I mean, it's it's a super saddening situation. You know, myself, I'm coming from Turkey and uh, coming from Turkey, you're exposed to multiple situations that are saddening, you know, name it. Uh, name it coup, name it uh, war on the border. So we know the trauma, I personally know the trauma it creates. And uh, now that war is coming again to Europe, uh, it's, it's super saddening. And, you know, sometimes you just look at it and you want to take an action. And uh, this was the case when I was in Turkey, to be honest. And now, uh, now the moment we realize that, the moment we at some point, we couldn't stand doing nothing about it. At that point, uh, my team self-organized, actually. Um, and uh, they basically organized on their Sunday. They went to our warehouses, uh, listed the products that's required. And suddenly, 100 people, big, like vans were coming in, uh, in and out of, of our central hubs, uh, you know, feeding the trucks that are going to the border. Uh, 
and giving the goods to the foundation that we work in Poland, uh, it was super inspiring to see, to be honest. Um, and now, uh, and now we actually want to include our community to this, like our customers, our um, our suppliers, our other employees, and we we want to increase the. Uh, in increase the uh, scale of the help. So at the end of the day, Marika, at the end of the day, we believe in peace and we want to contribute to peace and we want to enable our community to be able to uh, contribute to peace. So that's more or less what it is. You grew up in Turkey. What was your childhood like over there? Uh, it it was quite nice, actually. It's nice to be a child in, uh, in Turkey. I was living a lot with my grandma, Um my grandma is like, um, my parents were working, they are doctors, they were working uh, day and night. And I was with my grandma always asking to go for a park and, you know, doing the shopping with her and everything. Um, it was a happy childhood that's on the streets, I would say. We were playing a lot of football on the streets. Um, I, w- I actually was selling uh, what my mom was getting for groceries on the street a little bit so i <laughs> and then she, and then she catched me then she catched me and i couldn't do it after a while uh, but it was a really nice childhood do you still have strong ties to the country and is that home i'm also thinking about this question at the moment uh, because i'm super on the go i go to different markets uh, that gorillas operate sometimes new markets that gorillas will operate and and I ask myself, you know, do I feel comfortable here? Do I feel comfortable there? And lately, lately, I feel like it's a little bit borderless what like where we evolve as a society, because at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, there are some borders, but these borders are defined. But people people somehow can connect regarding the borders, so that regardless of, of the borders. So that's what I realized. I feel home more or less anywhere. Put me in this room, this can be my home. Put me somewhere else, this can be my my room. So on that sense, I don't feel extremely home when I go back to Turkey because I feel like there's this uh, big home that I'm living. Yeah, this, this is how I feel. Yeah, I feel like that too. I'm originally from India, but I've lived in many different countries. So it's hard when people say, where's home? You know, home is many places uh, at the same time. So I understand. Um, Khan, I wanted to ask you, at which stage did you realize you wanted to live the life of an entrepreneur? Ooh, um, I mean, I always wanted to do things. Yeah, like I, I was always involved in organizing things, uh, you know, selling. As I said, like my mom was buying groceries, I was selling that and stuff. So I was always into it, but it was quite unintentional. Uh, and when I get to high school, uh, I was I was studying in a private high school with scholarship, and it, it's it's a challenging to, thing to have. You know, you look at your peers, you see that okay, they have a bit more financial freedom, they have a bit more. Um, different way of experiencing uh, things happening around the world and you you get used to uh, you begin meeting their parents and um, and in high school I had a friend uh, whose whose father was like an entrepreneur of their times like industrial entrepreneur they were uh, they were doing this metal pieces and everything and how he was telling about what he is doing 
was not what he is doing. So he wasn't telling that I'm producing metal. So he was like putting a context behind it. I'm changing this, I'm changing that. And it was so passionate and inspiring. I said, okay, like there's something, there's something around this that, uh, that's, that's different. And those days I didn't know the name entrepreneur, but I knew that I wanted to create some impact uh, it, with, with something founded by myself. So that I can say, high school times. You come from a family of entrepreneurs, don't you? Did you ever want to join the family business? Uh, so I, I have, like, my mom and my father, they are doctors. So they are, they are, the, least, they are the least entrepreneurs I've ever met. <laughs> uh, so um, I just, just to give one story, I, I, one day I went to the stadium with my father. Um, and so he was taking me to the game. And he said, Khan, come on, I'm going to show you uh, how to bargain. And we, there was like this street, street sellers on the like one, one after another. He told me, you should buy from the first one. Let's move to the second one. We went to the second one and we, we wanted to have one hat and one um, shawl. Yeah? And my father asked me, okay, how much is this? Hat is 350 and uh, shawl is 150. My father was super proud, showing me how he negotiates. He told me, okay, give both for five to me. And then I said, father, what are you doing here? Like, it's, the guy was super happy immediately wrapping and giving. So uh, my mom and my father, they are not entrepreneurs. They don't negotiate. Like, I was that guy in the family. But my uncle, uh, my uncle has a business and uh, he's doing construction and energy transmission lines. Uh, quite successful doing also international stuff and I worked with them actually um, but I, but it was slow moving uh, Malika you know it was B2B and like I worked there but I couldn't get the impact it's not like a do mistake get the feedback and keep on moving forward kind of business so that's why I said okay uh, it's, um, it's not for me that I went to my own way you went your own way indeed and you founded Gorilla I have to say, I've used these rapid grocery delivery services myself, but I use them a lot during lockdowns, during the pandemic. I think it's fair to say this idea of 10-minute, 15-minute rapid grocery delivery services didn't really exist till around two years ago, which is when you started your company. So you've participated in a field that's grown exponentially in this time, but it's also become really competitive What's the last two years been like for you? Last two years was the most rewarding years of my life, I would say, uh, personal mm-hmm. way, in a personal way. It's, uh, uh, it's definitely a journey and the nature of the challenge constantly changes. Huh? And at some point you get, I don't want to say attached, but it, like you're, you look at what you create in the beginning and, uh, and you get amazed and then suddenly you begin teaming up with amazing people and then you look at what they create and you get amazed. So constantly the, uh, the impact that we created has scaled tremendously. So that was quite inspiring to see. Uh, of course, like while doing this, imagine this two years has, has been super fast for the, in the whole industry. And, yeah. you know, we experienced this two years and a normal company would have experienced in like six, seven years, I would say. So it's super compact. And that requires upskilling myself constantly so that I can actually scale myself through the, so that the company scales. So this was, uh, this was like a major observation. And what I can tell you is 
at the end of the day, uh, at like every, six months, not six months, nine months ago, I took I took a step back and I looked at the company. Yeah? I looked at Gorillas, super, you know, like super amazing stuff, uh, value driven, authentic people, bold decisions, always change things, uh, riding culture at the heart. So I said, okay, this is amazing, but like what what took us here will it take us to the next level and then i began thinking about like how like how can i make this change because okay we grow tremendously but can we be a sustainable business yeah and then i realized one thing in the first 15 months the comp- if i would be a company as a person i would have been gorillas you know like it's, it <laughs> it looks like me you know like a founder i think a founder creates a company around his values or her values uh, uh, around their principles and everything. Yeah. So that moment was for me a spark. I said, okay, uh, first 15 months, it was like that. And now next 15 months going to be completely different. So if I build a company that looks like myself, and if I need to change the company, that it means first I need to change myself. So when I realized this moment, I immediately surrounded myself with uh, a group of professionals on this, uh, on the domain, you know, like the coaches, like mentors, uh, also corporate psychologists. And I, I kind of upgrade, I, I'm still on the process, of course, like I'm upgrading myself, I upgrade myself for the new phase and immediately reflected to, to the company. And it was the most rewarding thing that I have. I made a tattoo after that because, uh, because I realized that something has changed and something grew me and uh, this is thanks to gorillas and i it has to be on my neck that's that's a bold decision that's that's commitment <laughs> commitment to yeah, your brand that's, I, that's a commitment to my brand and also that's respect to the change you know like um if you look at where gorillas today like compared to two years two years ago two years ago um our like my my house my my home it was winter again and the balcony of my place was our fridge because it was cold and we didn't have money to buy the fridge um, and so that's why we were putting the products to the balcony today um, i was passing by the third floor and i looked at moritz he was one of our first interns he quit his bachelor's um, i said moritz what are you doing he said i'm ordering um, i'm ordering fridges i said what are you ordering exactly? He said, oh, we need 750 fridges. So seeing that, seeing that change and doing that change with super young and ambitious uh, future entrepreneurs is, I mean, I have to tattoo that, you know, it's, it's amazing. It is amazing. You've had explosive growth. Like you said, you've gone from storing items in your balcony where it was cold to buying, you know, 750 fridges, um, just, just like that with the at the blink of an eye, you've gone from, what, 20 employees to 10,000 employees. You're Europe's fastest growing unicorn. That is explosive growth. How has this changed you as a person? You said something very interesting a minute ago. You said you've had to make a decision to upgrade yourself. So how have you or how are you upgrading yourself? Personally speaking, it's, it's around a couple of things. One is making sure that I making sure that I have the right priorities and I allocate right time to those priorities. So this is, this is simply creating a, a really nice group of very concise CEO office that, uh, that actually sets me up for success. This is one piece. Second piece is making sure that personally uh, I have a routine that I stick to 
and that routine is always always setting me uh, you know at my at my pace keeps my pace this is like waking up at six uh, having my roving session in the beginning and then setting my intentions for the day uh, and you know then starting my day and never starting before planning and if I feel like I don't need to take this meeting, I have a negative energy, I can't, like, I avoid my meeting. And at, at the night, I look back and I write my gratitude and, and then call a couple of, of my team members to ask their, uh, ask where they sit, where they stand. So this is more or less like the second dimension. And on the third dimension is, um, is basically, uh, I kept certain things the same. You know, like I, I always, so because you change things, but sometimes you change too many things. So I always looked at myself and I said, what do I change? For example, uh, do I, do I lose my values? Do I, um, you know, do I, um, shift my, uh, self-awareness to, to a different, different point? So on that part, I kept who I am. I kept my values. So these are like the three things that uh, that I personally focused on. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do. That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, 
influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at cuttereconomicforum.com. You come across as a very passionate person and also um, someone who's very much in touch with your feelings. I mean, passionate for sure. You even have a tattoo of your brand on your neck. You can't get more <laughs> passionate uh, than, than that. Where does this passion come from? I think a couple of things. One is, one is personal drive. And second one is the impact, uh, like the hunger for impact. And, and personal drive, I, I, I tell you a story like, Tur- Turkish childhood is quite uh, competitive, and especially if you're if you're always chasing, uh, you know, chasing the standards with coming from almost from um, you know like point zero, you always you always have an ambition that you want to achieve uh, to make your family proud. Especially my father and my mom, yeah. So they they were my uh, they are still my heroes in many ways, and. And one day I was working for this university exam uh, that I really wanted to ace. And my father came in. He, w- he never slept before I, I went to bed. And he, 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 one day, one day he was so tired that I, he couldn't do it anymore because I was still, I was still working on uh, things. And he opened the curtains and he looked out. I get goosebumps telling this. Uh, he looked outside and uh, he said, look, Khan, there's, there are two lights in this hall neighborhood open still and one is yours and one is the other person and these are like two people that are gonna be uh, that are gonna be like the pros of this of this neighborhood and uh, like i like i i'm i'm coming from this you know i'm coming from uh, trying and having an ambition i mean you can beat me but i don't feel like losing at all you know like you can beat me uh, you can win against me it's okay like i don't lose because i learned from it and i keep on moving forward this is who i am and this is one thing that this is one thing that really drives me this is the personal motivation of uh, coming from my family I, I i cannot explain it further it's it's unexplainable for me uh, second thing is more or less like the gen- i'm in love with brands uh, Malika, I, I love brands. Uh, I'm I'm in love with brands that create generational impact. Yeah. So if you think about it, um, for example, Nike. Yeah. Imagine like there was there, diabetes was super huge. People were losing their health, and then one company popped up. They said, "Okay, we are inspiration of athletes, and everyone is an athlete." And that was Nike. Nike created the generational impact. People began doing more and more sports. Uh, then Apple, people want to be personalized. They gave me iPhone, iMac, people personalized. Now, today, if you think about it, there's a huge, like almost social experiment happen- happening at a massive scale called pandemic. And in this pandemic, um, people are, I mean, everyone is ta- asking me, how does it Im- impact the business? You know, the online groceries are growing, but it's not the biggest impact. Yes, online groceries is accelerated and everything. But if you think about this, for the first time, massive amount of the population, they got so afraid of, uh, you know, uh, sometimes afraid of dying. Sometimes they went back home and they said, oh my God, what's happening to the world? Like they began, people began asking existential questions. What am I going to do? Why does it matter? 
uh, you know, like how is how what do I do as a person to the world, and what do I do per, as a person to myself? And this is unique to this org, to this uh, generation, and everything comes to and people has a like this is unique that all our society at the moment tries to do good, like as a massive group, and for that one they want to become best version of themselves. And what's best version of themselves is they don't want to think about the future. They don't want to think about the present. They want to be there. And that's satisfying that need. And gorillas comes in the exact this moment. Because, because if you think about it, we give you, we satisfy you within 10 minutes, whatever you need. And this is so primitive. This is so primitively attached to you and lets you, and sets you up for success. I believe this is generational impact. I believe that anyone who's working for gorillas has equal impact on this and uh, and I'm so proud that um I'm proud and lucky actually because mm-hmm. so like I mean uh, gorillas will create significant amount of generational impact in 10 years from now we're going to look back and we're going to say look there was very saddening situation uh, but like from that some you know some positive stuff also happened and one of them is gorillas now, this is a really competitive industry that you're in, but you are one of the better funded companies in this space. How do you convince mm-hmm. investors to bet on you as opposed to some of your um, rivals? Do you think the investors are reacting to your passion? And what is it that makes people trust you or think that yours is the company, the right company to back? This is an interesting question that... Uh that I didn't analyze super deep. Eh? Um, mm. Yes, you're right that we are well-funded. And most importantly, we have very strong and very sophisticated investors. So this is, uh, this is for sure. And, and convincing, it's not about... So in my point of view, investors, they don't need to be convinced. They look at a model, they like it, and... I mean, they, they want to deploy capital to a certain certain domain. And after that, uh, they begin positive in my point of view. They begin with an hypothesis that we want to invest in this domain. And after that, they ask questions, why wouldn't I invest? And then you need to answer those questions. So it's a little bit like myth busting. And in my point of view, what we are building here is... Uh, is for sure is for sure a huge generational impact potential which requires builders to build what i mean by that is um, this is not only a very high business potential but this is also high societal impact uh, Mm -hmm. impact project that we're on so that's why identifying those building blocks and showing that we are actually doing good for the world is in my point of view is extremely essential uh, to have this unity with the investors and attracting the right investors. You talked about being a company driven by doing good, doing good for your consumers and also doing good for your employees. To be honest, though, when reading up on you and researching about gorillas, it's very hard to read up about your company without coming across a lot of articles which talk about employee dissatisfaction and about disgruntled employees, employees striking about the condition of their work and their pay. Do they have mm-hmm. a point And how are you addressing these concerns? Yeah. So, so there are some critics, of course, and we always take it seriously. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and never personally. Um, and and there's there's also always uh, there's realities and there's the perception. So I think it's important to uh, it's important to you know address it in those ways. So to the to your concerns. So first of all. Um, I can imagine that it's around, uh, it's coming like last year, uh, there was a three months concise period that uh, we constantly got uh, some sort of news. And I can tell you a couple of things around, like, you know, what we are doing, you know, I cannot, I cannot really comment on what's out there, but I can tell you what we are doing. We are mm -hmm. the first company that employed their riders. We are the first company uh, that really promoted. We have 400, 500 riders that began as as rider crew and now in the organization different forms. All of our social media, for example, in the first year is done by our riders. Third thing is um, mm -hmm. we have. Third thing is. Uh, third thing is, we have. We are the first company that gave full fleet e-bikes from the company. Uh, we are the we are like we are we always like our you know, in terms of our wages for our crew. We always uh, we were always at the top of our peers. So there are like multiple things that I can count like this. But essentially, from the very first day, uh, Malika, we said one thing: we're gonna make our crew proud on their bikes yeah and mm -hmm. for that that one for us was two things making sure that uh, our crew is uh, financially and uh, legally stable yeah and for that one we initiated first time the employment model we initiated uh, you know like uh, we initiated the uh, higher pay than like nothing compared to minimum wage so this is the first two things that we have done and we said uh, we're going to make our crew proud on their bikes and for that one we listened to we constantly did mps surveys to our crew and mm -hmm. i don't know if you're familiar with mps survey but 60% of our crew like thousands of mm -hmm. people I'm talking about, mm -hmm. uh, either the out of 10, they either said we are happy 10, 9 or 8, 60% of our crew. Mm -hmm. And 40% and, and of crew, uh, of our crew, uh, until six months ago, I don't know the last numbers, uh, was referred. So our crew is simply referring their friends and families to join to our crew. So uh, in my point of view, in like in my point of view, of course, you know, you, you move fast and sometimes you do some mistakes. And for those mistakes, uh, you know, you take action and immediately cor immediately move forward every single day. Uh, I'm super proud about like how we set those standards and now they're industry norms. Um, and to be honest, sometimes, you know, sometimes uh, I have to look at facts uh that i see in our in our internal surveys and internal communications so i take them i take those as a baseline and any uh, any press that i see i um, first read it communicate with my team and they uh, you know if 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 there's facts on it we immediately take action You know success when you see it, or you think you do. The people in the spotlight, athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? 
You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. How much weight do you put on what other people think about what you do? Does the approval of your friends, of your family, and the press matter to you a lot? I mean, first of all, everyone is doing their job, yeah? And there's a Turkish saying, if a tree grows mm -hmm. beautiful, people throw stones and to get the apples down. You know, we have beautiful apples. I'm super proud of, mm -hmm. uh, like, we, have, we, have, we are growing a beautiful tree. And... Um, And of course, everyone is everyone is doing their job, and what we are doing is quite, quite in front of everyone. And I believe that a business that's so pivotal for the world should be shaken by media authorities and reg regulatory forces once, so that it's so that these like because these are transparency uh, organizations, they need to shake and they need to see if it's really stable what we are building and uh, and i think more and more more and more uh, more of our stakeholders they see that we are doing things with goodwill and we are improving every single day and personally speaking how it affects me i mean i as i said i take it i i don't take it personally i take it seriously i look at it and You know, I sometimes give mm. it to my team. But one thing happened, uh, Malika, that actually touched me a little bit. 
One day, I, I, my grandma is, you know, important for me. I told you. One day, I bought her, mm-hmm. a, um, I bought her an iPad, and she, she follows me from the iPad. And mm-hmm. one day, she called me. She normally always I call her. She told me, "Come, we need to talk." I said, "Are you good?" I, yeah. What's happening? She said, "You are doing bad stuff." I said, "What do you mean I'm doing bad stuff?" You know. I, so you you changed a lot. He, what do you mean I changed a lot? He said I read something. So there was this, I mean, I don't want to comment on the, I don't want to, you know, name the news, but like there was one news that's, you know, published from, a, uh, from one media, media channel uh, that's unknown, you know, like uh, that's, that's also deleted after we raised our funds. Uh, she mm-hmm. read that, she translated that and she got super sad. That one, that one touched, that's the only one that touched me. And I told my grandma, grandma, look, I'm going to come back and tell you everything. Just stay there a little bit. And after that, uh, I just went there and, you know, told her, look, this is what we are doing. This is what we're doing. She said, okay, I knew it. Yeah. yeah. So this is, this is what happened. Khan, growing up, you played water polo on a national level. You cycled through Central Asia on a budget. You've started to row recently. You said you begin your day by rowing. Do you see parallels between your sports background and the way you work and set your career goals? Yeah, in many ways, Malika. um, Yeah, I love sports. I love sports and I uh, I love activity in general. And sports has been tremendously tremendously exciting for me because it's I, I'm, I'm someone who is in touch with uh, his feelings and also I'm also my ambitions mm-hmm. and sports sports taught me a couple of things sports taught me uh, first of all how to be how to be disciplined uh, how to how to wake up every day go to that uh, cold pool <laughs> And touch it with your feet, say that, ah, it's cold. And after that, jump on it and do like swim uh, one and a half hours before school. This is one thing. Second, second thing sports taught me is, um, how, how to lose, you know, like how to, how, actually, how to, I'm mean, how not to lose, to be honest, because you can lose a game, but, uh, but it's a, uh, it's a very long marathon. It's important how you react to uh, score. You know, this is what I t- what I learned. How mm-hmm. I react to the score, and uh, this is super important. And third thing is how to excite uh, people around you. You know, I remember, uh, I remember before one game, uh, before one game, I was talking like we made a circle. We put ourselves like eight, before every game we did that circle. But there was one. There was one circle that I remember we were going for the championship game and everything that we have done was that was that game, you know, like was that like sprinting, like one sprint, you know, one pass, one pass, one uh, one shot that's more deliberate. It's uh, like these small parts of winning and how small steps actually makes the big uh, makes the big impact and how different people contribute to that. I learned while playing sports, and now it's exactly the same. You know, at at business, uh, we, every day we have a new challenge, and every challenge requires different stakeholders, and every stakeholders needs to align on something and align this on common goal and be excited about this. How can I do this without sports? I don't know. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm trained on that one. Uh, <laughs> and if I would if I would name the fourth thing is. Fourth thing is basically not letting anyone down, 
uh, that you trust. And fifth thing is mm. that I learned from sport is uh, is if you're go if you're a championship team, uh, you need to create a championship team <laughs> because championship yes. teams are acting differently. Yeah. Do you ever do delivery orders nowadays? And if so, do you get recognized when you deliver an item? <laughs> uh, like in Netherlands, uh, I delivered an order. By the way, I delivered late because the bridge opened in Netherlands. Uh, like <laughs> recently, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they made a big joke about me that I oh, can't. You know, now you're the CEO. Uh, you know, you cannot you cannot be fast as us anymore. But well, uh -huh. um, yeah, I, I I went to I I delivered my order and I said, okay, thank you very much. Do you have any feedback? Like, do you know why we are doing this and stuff? I like I began ch I I became Chatting. chatty a little bit on the door. Yeah, and he told me, look, are you they call me Kagan Zuma. Uh, are you Kagan Zuma? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'm, I'm Kagan. So uh, how are you doing? And I said, he, he began saying, look, you know, I applied to you and I really want to be part of the company and everything. Uh, he applied for our finance department. I gave the, oh. I gave the phone to our, I called our CFO. <laughs> I gave, they talked a little bit like they, they began the interview process recently. So that's yeah, funny. It happens. It does happen, right? Khan, last question. This podcast is called Out of Office. What's your favorite yeah. thing to do when you're not in the office? I really like walking, Malika. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I really like walking when I'm not in the office. Um, especially, I like you see my headphones, I have a playlist. Uh, I put that playlist and, um, and I walk. Uh, and not necessarily somewhere, you know? Like I say, okay, today I walk. Sometimes I go left, right, you know, it's, it, it relaxes me without any agenda. I look at the buildings, uh, the same buildings that I see, but I, I just look at them. Um, this is one thing I love. And second thing is, of course, sports. Like every day I wake up and, you know, I sit on this, um, uh, I sit on this rowing machine or I hold a bar, you know, I'm doing some Olympic lifting. Uh, it's just... It's just so relaxing. It's like, uh, I love it. And listening to what? Out of Office podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you better not be kidding. <laughs> you no, better, now, you better. Now. From now on, your favorite podcast. Exactly. No kidding, yeah. right? <laughs> Khan, thank you very much for your time and for joining me on Out of Office, your new favorite podcast. Yeah, exactly. I, thank you very much, Malika. It's a pleasure to share the stories and it was really nice, uh, nice to speak to you. It was comfortable. So thank you for that. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I hope your grandma will listen to the podcast when it's out. Yeah, I hope so too. That was my conversation with the founder of Gorillas, Khan Sumar, and I hope you enjoyed it. This episode was produced by Mamoy Ikeda Helminska and Magnus Henriksen. I'm Malika Kapoor. Thank you for listening. Countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha 
for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.